Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, <laughs> 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Before we get into happiness, I just want to, I reference something that, uh, so Elon Musk uh, Taylor Swift fans are mad at him, but they shouldn't be. Um, so he said, "The CEO oh, I think of Dogecoin, Emma Stone." No, no, no. So it, Elon Musk tweeted, "She really knows how to." Oh shoot! Where is it? Her limbic resonance skill is exceptional. Limbic resonance refers to the notion that a person's capacity for sharing deep emotional states stems from the brain's limbic system. That's what he tweeted after somebody else said, you're going to be kicked off the Internet if you disagree that Taylor Swift rules. That's it. But he's just saying, yeah, she's really good at expressing. It's nothing more than that. Mm. It's just like, good all to right, know. there you go. So now let's get into the International Day of Happiness. Yes, today. Oh, so I don't know if you guys know this, but it is literally the International Day of Happiness. I had no idea this was a thing. Does not surprise me because we also have International Chicken Wing Day. There is a day for everything. But this is actually, this was created by the UN. I mean, that day was sort of signified because of the UN. But there is a bunch of actual reporting and science, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, that is behind the International Day of Happiness, specifically a report that just came out that talks about Happiness throughout the world. In fact, the 10th annual World Happiness Report was published today, which coincides with the holiday, obviously. It is apparently um, the sixth year that the country at the top of the list has remained at the top of that list, meaning the country that is considered the happiest. Uh, has been there for six years. Do you want? Do you know what it is, or do you want to guess? Um, is it Sweden? You know, it is not Sweden. Hold on, I will. I was going to give you a nice little uh, ding. No, but you're in the right. Uh, you're in the right neck of the woods. Okay. Um, Denmark. Nope. How about Norway? Nope. But you're in the right neck, and uh, but it's it's not a Nordic country. Oh, it's not okay. Um, but it's in that region. It's between one of it's between Sweden and Russia, I think. Oh. If I'm looking at my world in my head correctly. Oh boy, I don't know. You want to take a guess, Mike? Finland. Finland. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. I kind of don't know where those are in order. Up there. 
up there. They're up there. They're up there. <laughs> and I also don't know the states on the East Coast, so this doesn't surprise me. I don't of know the United States. Yes, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I don't. Well, I don't. That's all a mess to me. I don't know where anything is. We'll do. We'll do a geography class oh, later. That is going to be specifically bad. Finland. Uh, Finland is right up uh, in the. You know, I mean, technically they don't consider themselves part of Scandinavia. It's a long story, but they were found for the sixth year in a row to be the happiest country in the whole wide world. Now, how, how do they measure happiness? Thank you. I was like, I bet you've got some questions because I know our listeners do. How do you measure happiness? And also, is that a metric worth caring about? Right? Like, do do what about food? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like shelter? Like, are those, those are baselines? Basic. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, to answer your question, uh, there are a number of metrics that go into determining what a country considers happiness. It involves um, six key factors, social support, income, health, freedom, generosity, and absence of corruption. So they take those as general tenets. Wow. Attach actual values to them, like based on, you know, demographics within each country. And then they analyze them. Again, social support. So you'd think that that would be things like... Social security. Yeah, health care, that kind of stuff, right? Income, obviously. Are you making any money? Health, like, are you healthy, right? Like, those are all pretty straightforward. Freedom, I guess, is straightforward. Generosity, like, how much are they giving back or helping with others? And then corruption seems like a no-brainer, right? Like, if your country's super corrupt, you're probably not going to be that happy because you're busy paying people to get ahead. Anyway, so when they calculated all of those things, Finland ended up being at the list or at the top of the list. So this is not a poll saying, are you happy? No, no, because... (laughs) Then it would just, well... That's subjective. It's very subjective. I will say, if you uh, look at the top five countries, Finland, Denmark, Iceland, Israel, the Netherlands. And then it, to round out the top ten, you've got Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, Luxembourg, New Zealand. Lots of the Scandahuvian countries up there. Right. Would you like to know where the United States is? Oh, where do you think we do you know where we are? Mm, Pretend you don't know where we are. We're in my talk studio. No, no, no. The United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know what? Dawn, where are we? What country are we in? What countries? Like how many countries? Well, all the countries in the world. And I think there's like a hundred and something. I would say 50. We're number 50. Mm -hmm. Mike, do you have a guess? I'll go with uh, 63. You both way overbid. Oh, we're 15. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. okay. So we are in the top 20, which right. is awesome, right? Um, but definitely not in the top 10. Yeah. I don't know. Do you find that to be surprising at all? No. And you both guessed low. So tell I, me what's behind that. Don, uh, why would you I think, think having, that? Sometimes when people have so much privilege and they've never experienced anything mm. different than that, like extreme poverty, sure. not that that doesn't exist in our country, yeah. but um, if they've never, uh, if they've never had to think about certain things that we just take for granted, I think maybe we take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. And if you could see how people struggle in other countries, you might have time to reflect. and Sure. Think. But, you know, it's almost like talking about a Nepo baby like we're almost like the, <laughs> we're nepo babies. Yeah, we're we're nepo babies in this country in that, you know, we 
when we're born, we have certain freedoms yeah. already. So that's that's kind of what I'm talking about that we might take for granted and that we might think we're unhappy. That's why I think it's great to travel or experience, um, you know, different cultures. Yeah. So that you can reflect on how lucky you are. Do you think, Mike, uh, was there a reason that you thought we were so far down on the list? Well, yeah, if, uh, there's just under 200 countries. So I was thinking it was probably better than half, but I was thinking it was pretty far down just because we've got, we, it's a very divisive time right now. And there's a lot of uh, social media and uh, reasons that people uh, in this country aren't necessarily fans of each other. And I think that can breed some unhappiness and breed some anger and I don't know. That's why I was thinking it was a little further down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, again, I would say if you're if you're if if you're asking people, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're if you're taking a poll, That's I bet people different. in the United States would probably think they were a lot unhappier sure. than the metrics. Mm-hmm. That is those six factors that we talked about. Like, right? I bet there's a huge dissonance between those two things because I think you're absolutely right. You're both absolutely right. People don't necessarily understand what they have that they take for granted, and also. They like feeling angry. (laughs) I'm just going out on a limb. But it seems like to me people like being angry right now. Um, (laughs) And so they're enjoying that. And so I think their perception of whether they're happy or not is probably super skewed. I will say it's, it's interesting. Like, I also wonder about the metrics. And we don't need to get too deep into that. But the one thing that I kept thinking about was... If we were to just look at, and maybe there's some research around this, but if we were to just look at, and if, by the way, you're just joining us, we're talking about World Happiness Day. Hi. Um, <laughs> if Finland is at the top of the list, we're number 15. If you looked at just the United States, I bet Minnesota would, if you looked at the metrics, mm-hmm. would be probably one of the happier states. Right? I would like say if, so, too. Uh, if you placed you know, 1 to 50, I bet Minnesota would be in the top five. Because, I mean, there, you know, if you looked again just at the metrics, it feels like social support, income, health, freedom, generosity, absence of corruption. I don't know. I feel like Minnesotans would be up there. Or at least to go back to the point that both of you made, our perception would be that we were a pretty happy state. I I would say so. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that people maybe if you took took this if you took a poll like this in the winter as opposed to the summer <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take, don't take it now. now no no March. although let's be clear the minute you know this the minute the minute the temperature hits 76 degrees yeah everybody's gonna be like oh god it's so hot oh, and they'll be inside in the it's air miserable <laughs> God, I haven't complained funny. about the snow or the cold yet for that exact reason. Exactly. I reserve the right to complain when it gets yeah. to 90 humidity. So is that your, that's you your like yeah, weak point? Yeah, yeah. See, that's when it's hot, I don't mm-hmm. complain yep. because I know it's going to be miserable <laughs> in the winter. Yeah. So I'm like, give me all the hot days. I'll suck them up. Yeah. So I would much rather run around with shorts on or no pants mm-hmm. <laughs> than have 50 layers on. I This, this last week was hard. Was it? Dawn, I know it was not hard for you. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't. But, but, but it will be this week. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I think the poll totally would be different if you do it in, um, you know, yeah, we're not taking that this poll this time month. of year. No. Okay. Uh, when we come back, Dawn <laughs> is a huge fan of old rockers. 
like old rocking chairs outside yes. of Golden Corral. She goes vintage old rocker shopping. No. no, by vintage old rockers, I mean Billy Joel, Rod Stewart. Do you think they would take offense to old rockers? Probably not. Well. Because they've been around, man. They've been around anyway, forever. Dawn uh, is uh, the number one roadie here on The Adventures <laughs> of Bradley and Dawn, and she's got some updates on uh, some of our favorite rock stars, and we return right here on my talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. We have to talk about uh, some stories about some old rockers, okay? And I'm not talking about sitting outside of Grandma's old cabin, okay? I'm talking about rock stars. So Rod Stewart, um, he, yes? Not, (laughs) I was just going to make. I just uh, uh, never mind. Please continue. I don't want to sidetrack us. Thank you. Okay. Now I'm interested though. Later. Okay. So Rod Stewart was on tour with Cindy Lauper and John Stevens, and well, he is on tour, and uh, they're in Australia right now. He took to Twitter to make the announcement hours before he was to hit the stage um, in Australia and said, "Hello, my friends. I'm absolutely downhearted that I'm disappointing my fans who bought tickets." Uh, late this morning, I was advised that I have a viral infection and my throat is too irritated to sing. I'm mm-hmm. only human. Sometimes I get sick just like you. My greatest joy is performing for you. So I'm doing everything I can to get on the mend and uh, on back on the stage. I bet Cindy Lauper and John Stevens had a great time hanging around Australia for the day. Oh, they didn't for have sure. to perform, you know. Um, so a little tour. That's right. See some he, kangaroos. And maybe hold a koala. Mm-hmm. Their butts are very stinky, though. Oh. That's what Alexis Thompson told me. Really? Yeah, just be careful not to put your hand on around their butt. Okay, good to know. All right, so back to Rod Stewart. He is 78 years old. And I'm like, God, isn't that exhausting? I feel tired coming back from Florida, which is only one time zone away. And I'm, yeah, and you weren't on tour. No, I wasn't you were doing actually any. On vacation. I was just laying around and eating, you know, a nice meal. So with Howard, with Howard, yes. So um, my mom is seventy eight and she still works. And we're like, Mom, when are you going to retire? She's so she's tired of people asking her. And what does your mom do again? My mom is the cafeteria manager for the grade school I went to. Oh. So she's the head lunch lady. Well, that's okay. She orders all I the bet food. She, just she loves her job. Reports. Yeah. She does. She loves being around kids. And plus, she's been doing it for so long. You know. She just wants to do it. So I think she might retire next year. But I was like, wow, Rod Stewart is 78 years old. That's And he's still kicking and stretching. He is. Now, this one is, um, I want to just. Not right now in Australia. Right. Phil Collins, one of his bandmates, Mark Rutherford, uh, is, quote, more immobile than he used to be. Now, he's 72 years old. Phil Collins is more immobile? Phil Collins is more immobile. Then I noticed all the headlines about this took out the more and just put Phil Collins is immobile. Stop it. Stop doing that for clickbait. He's not completely immobile. He has um, a spinal injury that happened in 2007. He struggled to perform in recent years. Um, And so he was barely able to hold a drumstick in one of his hands months earlier Back actually last year at this time, his last ever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Genesis show was March 2022. So uh, Mike appeared on this the show and he says Phil is much more immobile than he used to be, which is a shame. But at the tour, uh, at the tour, he was in good spirits and he's fine now at home enjoying life. Well, yeah. Now that he doesn't have like his ex-wife squatting in his home with oh, her lover. My God, wasn't that something? Yeah, that was just it was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. Well, she said he was like a hoarder. Oh, God. He's, yeah. She said all kinds of things. It's like, please don't. We're not falling for this. You're living in his house for free and you're not even with him anymore. And you have your boyfriend there. Irrelevant. Yeah, it was gross. All right. Now, here's a good story because I wanted to, since those are kind of sad. Billy Joel. Yeah. He is always kicking it. And uh, he loves New York, of course. Madison Square Garden um, tours around the world. He usually plays sold out shows in Madison Square Garden, his residency there. So... He decided uh, since 2014 that he was going to leave open the front row. You can't buy it. What? You cannot buy the front row. He loses 20 grand every show because he won't because he gets his his staff to go up into the nosebleed section and pull people and go, do you want to be on the front row? Oh, that's cool. Because he was tired at looking down while he was playing and seeing people that didn't deserve to be there, he said, because they got him from scalpers and they probably are very wealthy. Yeah. But they're not the true fans. The true fans are the ones who are up in the top seats who can't really necessarily afford to pay thousands of dollars to be on the front row. So he always leaves that open. I thought, Oh my God. That's wonderful. Even more. Yeah. Oh God. No, especially in this time of like, you know, Ticketmaster having like bad press. Yeah, this is a so. Does he just buy up the tickets or like how does that work? Um, I'm not really sure. It just says he loses thousands every night by giving away. I guess that he has so much control. He just says to the venue, "You can't sell that," and they know in advance. It's part of the agreement. I'm hmm. sure. Um, so wow. that's good for nice, him. Isn't yeah, it? no, that's a feel good story. It's a nice way to end that segment. Oh, he's been doing it for 25 rockers. years. Yes, 25 years he's been doing this. Good job, Billy Joel. Hey, when we come back, we have to head back in time. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a little golden age of Hollywood. Dawn has a story about Lana Turner. That's a blast from the past, and Mm -hmm. she'll tell us why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Bye. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months 
and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Around this time on Mondays, we go back in time to Hollywood. To the back lot, it's time to go. Time to go to the back lot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the back lot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the back lot? We're Meeting Bradley and Don in the back lot. Let's go. Yay, Whoa. let's meet in the back. That is so great. Rocco, that was excellent. He's so creative. Okay, so we're going to visit Old Hollywood about the uh, Lana Turner, Johnny Stompanato homicide scandal. Are you aware of this? You probably are because you like old Hollywood stories. I do, and I uh, haven't thought about it for a while, but... I think the listener probably hasn't heard this story before and will be absolutely fascinated by it. Yes, uh, Lana Turner, she was an MGM star. Um, She was mostly known for Peyton Place in 1957 and The Postman Always Rings Twice, 1946. But she had a very long career with MGM and um, a lot of lovers and marriages. We've got Tyrone Power. Henry J. Bob Topping Jr., who was a millionaire socialite and um, the brother of uh, the person that owned the New York Mets. One of those sports teams in New York. Okay. okay? Uh, we have Frank Sinatra, Howard uh, Howard Hughes. Um, she married Lex Barker and so many more. She was absolutely gorgeous blonde and was known as the blonde sweater girl <laughs> oh, yeah. back in the day and also you know louis b mayer we've talked about him before he was always um in her business and um uh actually she got released from mgm and they did not renew her contract but in between all of that i want to talk about a boyfriend that she had that this relationship was just really messed up so she was filming a movie and um, this guy started sending her flowers and and uh, gifts and things. And he used the name John Steele. And she kind of asked around and she's like, who is this person? I mean, imagine just some random person sending you stuff and begging to go out with you. Well, she ended up meeting with him. And then a friend said, that guy is mobster Johnny Stompanato. And he is associated with this gangster and this gangster. So she wasn't too happy about that. But he pursued her aggressively. And they would have an on and off relationship for a while. Um, so, you know, it it also involved a lot of physical arguments, violent ones, physical abuse, repeated reconciliations. Um, then she also claimed that he uh, at times would drug her and take naked photos of her that he could so use crazy. later to blackmail. I mean, this was creepy. a very, very bad person. Yeah. So in September of 1957, uh, he visited her. I'm assuming that uh, they were on a, they were on a break at the time. 
But he flew to London. She was filming a movie called Another Time, Another Place with Sean Connery. If you can believe that. You know, Sean Connery has been, well, was around for a very long time. Yeah, no, he's been around forever. (laughs) Forever and ever. And when you just put his name with someone like this who seems like it was some so far ago, it just seems like the timelines don't match, but it does. Yeah, for sure. So they're filming this movie, and at first she was surprised, and she's like, oh, you came here. Thank you. But then they started fighting, and he became suspicious of her relationship with Sean Connery because she wouldn't allow him to visit the set. So what does he do? Waits for her, violently chokes her uh, during that time, and then she called Scotland Yard along with her makeup artist and they had him deported. Like, get this guy out of the country. He just attacked me. He doesn't need to be here. Yeah. So she made it through that. Um, then, but a part of that, he showed up to the studio during that movie threatening her and Sean Connery with a gun. Sean Connery got the gun away from him, like turned his wrist because Sean Connery was a badass. Yeah. And you know, he he ended up running away. And after that, you know, it's like deport him. This guy is bad news. So then she comes back home. And um, in March of the following year, she went to the Academy Awards to give an award. And he was very mad that he did not attend with her. So he came to her home that evening. Uh, this is not Sean Connery. I want to let you know that this is not Sean Connery, although he's had his own problems in his life. Uh, but Stompanato, he was very mad. And so he came to her house that evening. He physically assaulted her. Then on April 4th, he arrived at her rented home in Beverly Hills. And uh, they had this violent argument in the bedroom. Her daughter, who was only 14 years old, Cheryl, Cheryl Crane. Crane heard the argument through the wall and heard him saying, you know, I'm going to if you don't, you know, be my girlfriend anymore, I'm going to kill your mother, your daughter, you. I mean, just like, of course, the worst things you can hear. And she was super scared for her mom's life. So um, they were coming out of the room. She went and got a knife from the kitchen. And uh, when they opened the door, she stabbed him in the stomach. Yes, it was terrifying. Yes, and so this poor girl, um, you know, of course she was traumatized. There was a trial that happened. And back in the day, you know, I I mean, they did not get in trouble for any wrongdoing because it was in self-defense, of course. Um, But this was like a really big deal. But still an incredibly traumatic event. Traumatic event. Here she's been watching her mother be abused by this person for years. Yeah. And um, also a terribly dangerous person, very dangerous. So. So basically, this trial went on and. All this testimony, of course, they weren't found. It was justifiable homicide. So she was uh, Cheryl remained a temporary ward of the court until April of that year after the trial. And then she was released to the care of her grandmother during that time, you know, public opinion was varied. Like nowadays, people would be, of course, on her side, especially with his violent past and his ties to mob bosses and everything like that. So people were, they kind of um, watched her. You know, when we had the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that Ari 
you know, we talked a lot about it on the yeah. shows and we evaluated, is she acting? Does she seem like she's acting? So they were doing that to Lana Turner at the time. Oh, she sure. testified during this trial. Yeah. And a lot of people just decided that um, it was a performance. Um, then Because she's an actress. She's an actress. And Life Magazine actually took pictures of her during the trial acting, just testifying, really. And they would put it alongside a bunch of stills from her movies saying, look, she did the same pose in this movie and this movie and this movie. Just really kind of cruel tabloid stuff. Yeah. So it's like this kind of stuff has been going on a long time. So, so and again, if you guys are just showing us talking about this like crazy murder, self-defense, terrible t- family tragedy, where did you come across the story? Like for you, what was the thing that, you know... Yeah, I well, I first came across this story in just a series of, I don't even remember, you know, like 10 years ago or something. I saw the headline about this 14-year-old girl who stabbed this guy, and I knew of her, but I just didn't know of her, you know. And then there's a book, actually. um, I haven't read it yet, but it's called Where Love Has Gone, and um, there was a film adaptation that was inspired by the event. So this is a 1962 novel you can read by Harold Robbins. I know there was a newer book, and this is where I wonder if this is how I came across this story. It's called A Murder in Hollywood. And I don't remember if I it was a podcast. So listeners to the show would remember a gentleman by the name of Eric Rivenis, who does a couple podcasts. One is local, uh, Minnesota's... Uh, oh, the name escapes me now. But Most Notorious is the podcast that I know most well from Eric. And he will often interview authors of books about true crime. And I can't remember if it was his podcast wherein he interviewed someone connected to this book or connected to this story, Mm -hmm. or if it was another true crime podcast. But I I went looking and there is a book called A Murder in Hollywood. And I think there was like a series that's like was in the works or is in the works about this story because it is an incredibly fascinating story as you've laid it out so well. And one that I think even more fascinating is that we don't really have a, sort of like mike you probably had never heard this story right no like if you don't have like if you're not in true crime town or old hollywood town you probably don't know the story but think about how sensational that story would be today if something very similar happened right like if you had uh well i don't want to attach names because then it sounds like you're you know whatever but anyway you could imagine that like angelina jolie yeah i mean i just did i just attached a name sorry but you know she's had like a lot of actresses, yeah. I mean, going through and I I definitely wasn't judging her when I said she had a lot of um, affairs and and, um, you know, relationships, because I think that if you just look at your own life, you know, very few of us have just dated one person. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in the spotlight. And um, yeah, but I I was looking for a podcast specifically about this. And I couldn't find one, but if anybody knows and you've listened to yeah. it, I would love to hear more um, about that. You know, so. But she, that's a fascinating story. You could put a link to. Did you have um, like an article that mm-hmm. people can sort of learn more yep. about the story? Yeah, it was, it's actually just a People Magazine story. Oh, um, perfect. So yeah, pretty easy to read, and and it's not about that book, is it? Because I think that's a new book. No. Was this a new story? Uh, this, no, oh, no, this, this is like okay. 2018. Um, all right. Well, like again, I think an utterly fascinating story. Another fun trip down Hollywood memory lane. Yeah. And uh, when we return from old Hollywood to new Hollywood, actually, she's not Hollywood, but she is 
a celebrity, Fergie. We need to have a conversation about not from the Black Eyed Peas, not Sarah Ferguson, not uh, the Black Eyed Pea Fergie, the OG Fergie, if you will, Sarah Ferguson, the former Duchess of York, and uh, well, her new friend. Oh, is going to be a little problematic, and we'll tell you why when we return right here on my website or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. You know Alight as the Twin Cities-based organization that spreads out across the globe to help displaced persons. And you heard a lot about Alight when war broke out in Ukraine. That work is still going on. Uh, and thanks in no small part to your contributions. My talkers stepped up to the plate last year and helped those affected by the war in Ukraine in record numbers. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A light had teams on the ground in and around, frankly, and on the borders of and in countries near Ukraine to help folks as they fled looking for new homes. And now Minnesotans are welcoming those families to Minnesota and other places throughout the United States. It is a long journey for many, but an important journey and one that requires incredible resources to continue to support the work that Alight is doing. Just head to wearealight.org and thank you so, so much for your Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Oh, we have the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, the former Duchess of York, making bad decisions again with who she hangs out with so look i don't care who your friends are unless they're criminals and we got a problem right that might be the case for sarah ferguson now you know she gets a lot of grief because i don't know if you know this her ex-husband is one prince nasty and normally you'd be like well that's her ex-husband they're not together but they live together they still pal around with each other yeah i mean if it's you can't live with somebody that you're absolutely disgusted by yeah right and he's a legend. By the way, she's been out and about doing her book tour. Is it a book? Okay, I don't remember. Sure. But she's yeah. been out and about doing press. And she's been sort of defensive of Prince Andrew, or at least not saying anything nasty about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the rest of us, uh, Virginia Roberts, Drew Frey. It's a long story. Listen to the podcast. Um, so that's one thing, right? Like, we know she's got this problematic relationship. The two of them have been kicked out of the Royal Lodge over at Windsor. And... Andrew was apparently given the option of heading to Frogmore, which is where Harry and Meghan used to be. But he was like, no, I don't want that. That's too small. And so I don't know if like Fergie was going to go live with him there or like what if she's it's like too off, small. Well, it, 
It might be. Because she would have to see him more. But according to the Sun, and I know they're a tabloid, so just take it for a grain of salt, but okay. allegedly, supposedly, yes. she flew off recently to meet her Texas billionaire friend. What? Now, this is not the first Texas billionaire she's been familiar with, because you remember the one that was sucking her toes back in the day. <gasps> what? That got her in big trouble. Don't you remember that? Oh. That's what got her in big trouble in the first place is when the tabloids ran these photos of, oh, like, yeah. getting her toes... <laughs> Uh, worked on honked on by a uh, texas billionaire well she's back in texas according to tabloids looking for someone else to suck well, her toes well the problem is the person that she allegedly went to the home of and again i don't know i don't know this, this is, all is gossip. the sun it's gossip well and the daily mail and you know i don't know anyway according to uh the tabloids she has befriended a mysterious figure in austin texas and his name, you won't recognize this name, although I know you've already seen this story, but uh, his name is Creepy McNasty. No, yeah. his name, according to this article, is Trammel Crow or Trammell. I don't know how you say that name. Trammel or Trammell. He's 72 years old. He just came into a ton of money. And, uh, well, allegedly, supposedly, he... Uh, has been connected to a sex trafficking ring. What? Yeah. No. Yes. No, it's absolutely the case. Oh, there was no. a lawsuit that was filed by two women who, uh, and they filed this lawsuit against him and his associates in a court back in November. Now they claim hmm. that he essentially um, bankrolled the sex trafficking ring. They claim the ring was run by a man called Richard Hubbard with the, no. quote, ascent. What? Not anyone from. Oh, our God. No, here. no, no. No I mean, relation. No. Uh, Richard Hubbard with the, quote, with the essential financial assistance and influence of Crow. Fergie and Crow are said to have bonded over their shared interest in environmental issues. Oh. Their friendship was first reported at the beginning of the month. So okay. now that's a lawsuit. So there's a lawsuit about this guy. She's allegedly seen with this guy. That's awkward, yeah, especially yeah. for somebody who's already been connected to Prince Andrew. Why is that awkward? Because he has been accused of having sex with a 17 year old girl named Virginia Roberts and has summarily settled out of court. With right. That was involved. And she was involved with a sex. Jeffrey. Ring. Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein sex right. And he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. So there's like all of these unsavory connections. God. And you just want to go, Fergie, honey, you just got off a wonderful PR moment. Tour with your, probably your children's book. Well. And Lisa Marie is, well, was your friend. Yeah, with Lisa Marie. Right? Like the world is thinking good, happy thoughts. And here you are doing this thing. Now. I'm wondering if she knew in advance that he well, had this reputation. Know, maybe she just like, didn't maybe know. Maybe you got to figure it out when you're like just gallivanting around with strangers asking them for money. Well, she's asking him for money. Well, I mean, again, it's the tabloids. I don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. So um, the look is not good. That was my whole point in reading the story. Like, here we go again. Bad. Yeah. I know the tabloids are going to make it seem as worse as humanly possible. But when I saw that she had traveled to like meet with him, I'm like, that's not a good look. No. You don't want to be traveling to meet with someone who just had a. And also, did she not know about the lawsuit that was filed back in November? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, did she know about this? And would she choose not to hang out with the guy if she knew these things about him? I mean, she's not a stupid person. Obviously, she. If she had any sense, 
at all, she would go, I can't be seen with this person because I You'd didn't think. do anything wrong. You'd hope. But my ex-husband is creepy McCreeperson. Yeah. And so, I mean, her judgment might room. not be the best. Okay. If yeah. she's living with him. Right. I wonder what kind of environmental issues they share. Well, there common. was some, there was, <laughs> what environmental issues? Uh, to yeah. the listener, I think you're referring to, they allegedly came together at some event and that's oh. how they met. Oh, so she's not even talking to him about helping the environment anymore? Who knows? This story says that she visited him at his place in Austin earlier this year. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe she just attended a conference with this guy. And, you know, again, we don't always know what people are up to that we involve ourselves with. But if you're like taking a, you know, if you're flying over to his place... Can I be really shallow right now? Please. He looks like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He does. If you've ever seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, there's a super scary guy that That, rounds up. By the way, I can sign off on the fact that that is literally one of the or a vampire (laughs) or both. One of the scariest creatures in fiction. Yeah, he's super scary. There's another one I won't mention because then I'll get a nasty gram from someone. Oh, a nasty gram. Well, they'll send me a photo. Oh, okay, that that's person. scary. And I don't want photos in my email of the people that scare me. Yeah, let's not do that, please. We the, are human beings. Please don't try to terrorize us. I'm um, again, funny. I don't know if she knows, but uh, sh- this guy has been f- named in a lawsuit by two women, essentially financing a, quote, trafficking ring. And Sarah Ferguson reportedly struck up that friendship Um you know, with him and later traveled to his home in Austin. I'm not saying she's in any way connected to any of that. I'm just right. saying it's kind of awkward and unfortunate for the woman who's been trying to get out from under the like dusty she? image of, of Prince Nancy. Well, she's not trying that hard because she still chose to live with him. Is it because it's like, oh, I get to be protected. I get, uh, you know, the luxury of living in this huge estate, this castle. I mean, I don't know. If you believed that Prince Nasty tried to have or did have sex with Virginia Roberts, 17 year old. Uh-huh. What would your like what would, would you be doing with yourself? I would get as far away from him as possible. I mean, I, so then maybe, you got to ask yourself. Maybe he convinced her that she that he didn't do this. Yeah. You know? Is she in denial or maybe, yeah. is she just craven? She's just craven? West Craven? No, that's what like, the guy no. Not Wes Craven, that she's just, you know, like, hey, look, he's got stuff that I want. Oh, yeah. And so I'm willing to put up with it. I just, I hate that. I want her to be a good person because she's the fun royal. She's the one that was like goofy and Diana's friend. And you just don't want her to make bad choices. Yeah, no, but I think that ship has long sailed. Fergie, come back to us. Yeah, and she does consider herself like half American, by the way. Okay, well, Bradley will suck your toes, and he's not involved Ew. in any gross. Ew, I am not sucking anybody's toes, much <laughs> less a former royal. I haven't told you about the time when a guy on a first date tried to suck my toes. What? He actually did. It's a long story. We don't have time. When we what? come back, we're going to announce... <laughs>